Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Vanessa Marshall, Hera herself, joins us. We got some solo news. And guess what? I read the comics. Jedi Council starting right now. Welcome back to Collider Jedi Council. I'm Christian Harloff, and it is our Star Wars show. I'm very excited here today. Not only do we have Mark Yodi Riley doing the news, which is which ah, is amazing here, yeah, uh, and we've been on the wide shot for as long as we can be on the yeah, wide shot. Yeah, we are. We, it, it it spoiled the surprise, but who cares? Because yeah. I'm just excited that finally, since 2014, That's I did right. a show a while ago, far far away, that you were also. Oh a my part god, of. far far away, yeah. And the first person I ever reached out to in the Star Wars universe is sitting besides me here. It's Vanessa Marshall. That's right. You know her as Hera from Rebels, but we've been trying to get this done for forever. It's way too long. I'm so grateful to be here today. And <laughs> we are grateful to have you because not only are we going to talk about all the great stuff that you've done over the last couple of years and, and, and how much you have um, just contributed to the Star Wars universe and the fandom, um, the great thing, and I was just talking as Vanessa walks in here today, she is one of the only... Star Wars personalities that I know that really dives deep the same way that we do. Like she's she reads the novels, she she she's caught up on all the canon stuff. I mean, she's like she knows her stuff, and I can't wait to talk to her about it today. But um, we're gonna get into we're gonna get some movie news. Let's talk some Star Wars movie news, then we'll, we'll talk about some canon stuff, and then we'll get right into uh, talking about Vanessa. Here, here you go. There. Oh, look. By the way, that's our new droid. There he yes. is. Yeah. Uh, you guys. <laughs> that's some awesome graphics. You here. guys have. We set that up last week, and I asked you guys to name the droid, and we. We've got the name of the droid. C0LD3R. That's right. C0LD3R. That's the droid. And he's joining us today. Mark, what's he talking about? Well, first he's talking about his mustache, which is amazing. It's a fantastic That's mustache. a fantastic really droid yeah, mustache. It is. But we're going to go right into a, uh, a big story that we're going to issue a spoiler <laughs> alert because, uh, you know, 
Take it with a grain of salt for now, but just in case it does come to be true, you're warned. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Do we have it going on yeah, there? Yeah, it's on there. It's All on. right, there it is in the lower right-hand corner. Uh, according to New York Daily News, a certain legacy character is rumored to be appearing in episode nine, and it's none other than my namesake, Yoda. Right. <laughs> Yodi, Yoda, it's my boy Yoda, and... Uh, <laughs> Makes sense, Christian, if he does appear. What do you think, and what are your thoughts? Do you think he's going to make it in there? I do think he's going to make it in, but I think it would be a colossal error if they put him in and don't put Luke in. I think this is more of a confirmation that Luke will be there, and I think that I, hmm. I couldn't disagree more with people who are saying that, oh, this is just a way for Lucasfilm to promote it with, with a legacy character. First of all, they're not promoting it with a legacy character. This was kind of leaked by, by New York Daily News, right. so they're, they're not leading by it. As, as far as we know, it might be a, a surprise. They, they wanted it to be a surprise the question is why do you why do you need him in there what you would hope is that the hope would then be that yoda is working along with luke to train these new jedi that we hope that we're going to get here we i really want to see some uh, uh, more than just one or two jedi with sabers i want to see a new academy all these things happening that's me. How do you feel about this? Oh, I agree. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, please bring Luke back. I, I, I actually would like Plo Koon to come back. Mm. Uh, I would like a number of people to come back. Do you think that's but, possible to where what they could do is that maybe there are some, because I mean, especially set up in, in, the show, in Rebels, is that mm-hmm. we don't know who's out there. Well, unfortunately, I had a, a very stark conversation with Dave Filoni, and I made the case that Plo Koon could have survived the crash of Order 66 and all that befell him. And he said he had it straight from Lucas because he already tried uh, being a huge fan of Plo Koon, calling him Plo Cool. Uh, <laughs> he said that Lucas said, no, he's most certainly gone. All right, so but, no. you know, we've rebuilt Darth Maul every which way. I, I still hold out a bit of faith about that. But anyway, um, I would love uh, to see Luke, and I'm really excited to see little Padawans yeah, in training. Right? So that's well, really exciting. And what do you feel? You think that if Yoda does come back, that A, that it's a good choice, or B, if it, it is, is that he needs to come back with Lucas Force Ghost as well. I, I I say yes to all things. I mean, I trust Lucasfilm and their storytelling and what they create uh, as canon. But I know as a fan, I would delight in it. So I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mark, how are you feeling about this? Uh, I want Luke. Yeah, I want Luke. I think uh, I'd be okay if, of course, if Yoda shows up, I'm going to scream like I did in the theater with The Last Jedi. Um, <laughs> when he shows up, of course I want Yoda to be in there. But I'm with you. I want Luke um, I think it would make perfect sense if he returns as a Force ghost to help Ray, and that maybe Yoda appears alongside him for another similar kind of small part to even give Force Luke a little bit of guidance, right. and then moreover Ray. But mm-hmm. it would be great to see some Padawans running around to rebuilding, and, and we could do that. We could, you know, who knows where we're picking up sure. in Episode Nine, five yeah. years down the line, ten years down the line. Mm-hmm. It would be great to see maybe already. The, the seeds right. being planted by Ray. And man, I, the, the fan in me, the nerd in me is mm-hmm. like picking up right away where she's like training some people and then turns and Luke is like, yeah, now right. do that. Like, and he's just there right away. Yeah, I got, that I got, would be perfect. I got some crap when I suggested that we, Luke should be like a force, t- a, a teacher to these Jedi who can well, who gives the you force? crap in the Star Wars universe? Right, who I does know, right? how, how, it's, it's unfathomable. <laughs> um, but no, I think that um, it would work. But there is a risk. Look, there is a mm-hmm. risk that I, if you just had, well, Yoda's, Yoda's going to be 
be in it. What's he going to do? It doesn't matter. It's Yoda. Yeah. And it, like you said, it's, oh my God, I'm so excited just because Yoda's going to be in it. There is a risk of that. They've got to be careful on how mm-hmm. they do it and it's got to serve the story. As I think that the, the appearance by him in Last Jedi, I think that it served the story. Sure. Um, yeah. Like you know, you start throwing in Force Ghost Anakin in that in that that story they told in Last Jedi. It doesn't work. Nice. Um, I would also like to see. I would. I'm. St- I would love to see a Force Ghost Obi Wan. I yeah. Uh. And I still. I disagree with uh, with Ryan Johnson, where Ryan Johnson said, "Well, we couldn't use Ewan McGregor because he's not. He's you know he was he, an Alec Guinness. He was an Alec Guinness. Like, yeah. Have you seen the, the just the the fan pictures of him in the older makeup? Mm. It looks just like him. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that that's that that is irrelevant, but um, but anyway, I like the story. I hope it's true, but again, I think that is more confirmation that we're getting Luke as a Force Ghost. Yeah, that's um, what I think. Okay, what's next? Well, I do want to get your take on this. In the same article, is mm-hmm. that they're saying that they're not going to digitally recreate Carrie Fisher. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what we expect. They've said that before, but that, it was a passing mention in here. I don't know if you want to comment whatsoever. I think that the way that this story was told in Last Jedi, that it opened it up. When I, originally, when I hadn't seen the movie, I was like, well, they can get themselves in a place that are like, well, what are they going to do? Yeah. Because it sets her up to be this kind of integral part of the next movie. It didn't do that. Episode eight ended in a place to where, like you just said, I think it can jump years mm-hmm. in the future, sure. and we find out that Leia has indeed done a, a few things to help mm-hmm. keep building, but she's passed on. Yeah. And I think that the fans would accept that at sure. this point. I don't think you need to digitally replace her. How do you feel? Um, well, I know uh, watching The Last Jedi, I was not distracted by that question as to how they will handle it the entire time you know when she's sort of floating in space in free space yeah. i thought is this it is this it oh wait no she's fine oh wait so in a weird way to just put the period at the end of that sentence in some way shape or form would allow me to just sort of relax into the story i had to see the movie like 12 times and uh, the second time i saw it i was less distracted by that fan question right. um i mean loved the movie uh, every time I saw it, but uh, I was curious the entire time. Is this it? Is this how they're going to, you know, but it, it was not distracting, but um, if if they can do it in a way that it's sort of off screen uh, in nine, that might serve the narrative to just let us get on with the story a little bit. Yeah. I don't know, but I mean, I'm not ready to even acknowledge that she's gone I know. in in real life or in the saga. So yeah. did you um, ever get a chance to meet, to meet Carrie Fisher? I did. Uh, it's so funny. The Farley brothers, uh, who did um, like a million comedic films. Oh, yeah, Dumb and Dumber. And yeah, Dumb and Dumber and all that. They were good friends with her, and we were out to dinner, <laughs> and, and she was sitting there. And uh, I, I lost my mind. I couldn't even eat. I, I, I just was like fangirl flailing. This yeah. was maybe in the 90s at some point. And she, I just sort of observed her talking to everyone else and humbly, you know, ate my Greek cheese or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, and I've since seen her at celebrations and yeah, stuff like yeah. that when we're signing autographs. And she's just so, she was so full of life and uh, humor. And she was just, she's forever my hero. So yeah, yeah those are those are the times that I met her. But I never really had like deep intense conversations because I, I just froze I, right. I couldn't speak but that's and that's understandable but that's also but that's the moments that you always you yeah. always keep with you yeah for sure yeah. um 
All right, so Riley, what do you think? I mean, they, I think that they this is the way to go. I think that I think the fans would accept it because I don't think you recast at this point. I don't think that you need to recast, um, and I don't think that mm. digital. We know they're not doing digital, so they're only doing one of two things. It's either they're going to acknowledge that, or it's one of three things really. It's recast, which I don't think is going to happen. It's acknowledged that she's passed on, and now now the our heroes have to go on without her, or she's off doing something somewhere else. Yeah, and I think that would be awkward. Yeah, I and especially I I am so mixed on this. I have had different ideas, mostly around not using her at all. Starting the movie maybe with the funeral, you mm. know, just kind of going yeah. right into it. Wow, that's, you know, that, that'll that, solve that problem. Yeah, where it's mm-hmm. just like you know. In the crawl, you learn something, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a part of me that looks at kind of the design of this new trilogy where it was like Han Solo's story and Force Awakens, Luke's story in episode eight, and then we were going to get Princess Leia's story or General Leia's story. And there's a, there, there's a part of me that was like, do we recast? Do, mm. Could I get behind that? Because like you, Vanessa, when she passed, it was incredibly hard for me. I didn't think so because she was my first crush. She was my mm-hmm. first everything where I looked and went, that is the woman. Mm-hmm. And there's something about the legacy of that character wanting to see that story wrapped up. But I feel like they're, they've already made peace with that. And I feel like they had to, when she passed in real life, they rewrote. Right. And so, yeah, I, I think, again, I go back and forth. I don't know if, if recasting, I mean, a lot of people or saying like sacrilege, you can't recast. And uh, I, I agree with that on one end, but I think ultimately, and what I would be okay with, like you mentioned, with the fans being okay, if she's gone by the, by the beginning. Right. right. Didn't so. uh, one of your uh, Twitter followers suggest that perhaps she was injured some way when she was thrust into outer space and that she had to wear some facial mask akin to Anakin, you know, and Darth Vader. And they just uh, have something. And that they would know. have, like, a voice match person voicing it. I thought Ooh. that was an interesting idea. It's interesting. I just, I just, again, think it's tricky. I just think... Yeah, it, I, yeah I, that I think might it, be distracting as yeah, well. Yeah, it's interesting because like, you know... And, and, and when you're mm-hmm. watching it, even though they're saying that's Leia, you yeah. know it's not. And, yeah. you know, you've got to really... It's not the same as like Alden Ehrenreich playing solo. This is right. this is very yeah. different. This yeah. is like yeah, well, yeah. again, if the, if it served the story to where we set it up, uh, they set it up in episode eight to where, well, it's all on Princess Leia now because it's her mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. We've got to figure out what is she going to do next because they left us with this kind of cliffhanger. Like for example, right. God forbid anything would have happened to Mark Hamill right. at the end of episode seven, right? Mm. And they hadn't filmed eight. Yeah. Then you run into a problem of oh, yeah. you might have to recast that role sure. because it's that's been set up. Pivotal. And again, I don't even want to want to think about that. But yeah. the but the yeah. point is because it's set up Luke being a big part of Episode Eight. Mm-hmm. She has now the way that they set this up. That I don't think you need to you know yeah. get yourself into that position. It's like I think the fans would accept. Like you said, it opens with the funeral. I think that's brilliant. Gone. Yeah, yeah I, I think like it's to just make be, emotion. Yeah, you you, you get that emotion right away. There's a somber moment, you know, and maybe there's mm-hmm. we, we don't know the stakes again. The year, where are we? So, but I, I like it's that a way idea. for the Star Wars fans in general to really poetically say goodbye to her. Yeah, yeah. and we all attend her funeral. Exactly, right. it's great yeah, that's in the brilliant. theater. So. Well done. I, yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, Luke's film, I'm available for hire at uh, <laughs> Good. 3238. Ooh. Don't do that. Yeah. Do that later. Don't do that. You get a lot <laughs> of text. Um, okay, what's next? All right, we have uh, some history in the making here, and uh, Ava DuVernay did do the announcing. She took to Twitter mm. to say that uh, Victoria Mahoney 
is the first African-American woman to direct in the franchise. She'll be taking on second unit directing duties alongside J.J.'s first unit, of course. And Ava DuVernay was just screaming from the rafters of Twitter how exciting this is. I think it's exciting. Christian, what do you think? I think it's super exciting. Yeah. I also think that it also plays in volumes the relationship that Ava DuVernay has with J.J. Oh, yeah. And, and the fact that how, how uh, you know... He, JJ, they're very close friends, him and Ava, and maybe met um, this woman through Ava, maybe not. I'm just kind of yeah. guessing. But, uh, but I think that this is, I think the last year in film in general has been, there's been a lot, of, there's been some, so many changes, so many more opportunities, and you know, we're, we're st- still, we, we, we still have a long way to go. But I, I, I love this. I can't wait to see what she does. Um, yeah, it's, it's big news. What do you think? Yeah, I'm thrilled. I, I think it's amazing. It's fantastic. It's like more and more good news every day. Yeah, that's what it seems like. And I'm yeah. sure, I want to see what, what, you know, what, is the, what her eye is going to look like when we see, again, what if, if she's, the, she's the one you know, helping shoot the funeral that we just talked mm. about. You know? And it's, yeah. we're, we're going to see what's going to happen in, uh, in episode nine in general. So they're putting together a team starting out with a bang here. What do you think, Riley? Uh, I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And she's a director. She is a director. This is her first, uh, according to IMDb, her first credit as second unit director. Mm-hmm. She is a director in her own right doing a number of um, TV shows, uh, you know, Misfits, Red Line, Seven Seconds, uh, a number of things. Also, it goes into a, a report that was out was like, soon there will be a female director right. in the Star Wars unit. Like, yeah. the number one seat. And I think that this is a sign yeah. that we're, we're, like, it's there. And yeah. any day mm-hmm. now, there might be an announcement of a female director taking on a Star Wars story. I think Wars you're going to probably mm-hmm. see that happen um, in two places. What with the you're definitely going to see it happen in in the Favreau TV series. We'll, oh, yeah. I mean, that would be sure. a, a colossal mistake if they don't have um, if they don't have a, a lot of different people directing sure. those episodes. Yeah. It's it's a given. Um, but I think in Benioff and Weiss's films, because we don't they didn't say trilogy, they said a series of films. I think right. that that will be the first announcement because Ryan Johnson will most likely direct his first the first movie out of the three out of I the new so. trilogy. I don't think he's going to do all three of them though. I think that that mm-hmm. he'll produce all of them, but I just think that the Benioff and Weiss movies when they're announced, I still think it's going to be Old Republic. I yeah. am I am. Ninety-five percent sure that, that that's where they're going to go with that. Benioff and Weiss. Yeah, yeah. Um, it seems to fit their kind of yeah. their history in writing. Obviously, Game of Thrones. Yeah, sure. So. I think it's a brand new way to bring in new things inside of the Star Wars universe we haven't seen. So exciting! It's so exciting. Yeah. I can't wait to hear it. when when that news starts to drop. I think we're going to get that news, and that's I'll add that into the canon piece too because I think that um, we're gonna we're gonna find out a lot of stuff in April. For Star Wars celebration, a lot of stuff. All right, what's next? All right, we're moving on to Solo, a Star Wars story. It's coming out soon, May twenty fifth. So we have a couple of uh, TV spots that have dropped. This Mm -hmm. one, especially, just dropped, and we get a lot more looks at you know Paul Bettany's character and, of course, the relationship between. Han and Chewie. What did you think of the uh, TV spot, Christian? This was my favorite thing that I've seen so far. Yeah. Of all the solo stuff, um, I've been, like I said, I didn't really love the first two trailers and the, the third one I started to get, the longer trailer. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm starting to get more on board with the story itself, but I still yeah. haven't been sold on, on Alden yet as Han Solo. This was the one that I felt like, well, okay, 
I'm, I'm, because the, the stuff with him and Chewie was, in this is fantastic. It's yeah. at the table and he shows Chewie the cards and Chewie's like, ah, it's terrible. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great stuff so far. And I really think we're going to learn so much about the two of them, which was what we loved about uh, yeah. Solo was that he was always kind of hand in hand. There, There's Chewie. And we're going to learn more about that. I think Chewie is going to be the standout of this movie. Lando, sure. But Chewie is going to be the standout because I mm. think that the story is going to really serve Chewbacca. You're obviously a big Han Solo fan. Yes, I am. Um, are you looking <laughs> yes. forward to this movie? And do you think that this was the right thing to do to, to have Solo be the next film right after Last Jedi? Uh, again, I completely bow down to Lucasfilm and their strategies sure. as far as you know when they release things. I'm always uh, ready to see a Solo film <laughs> in, <laughs> at any time, morning, noon, night, tomorrow, tonight. Um, and so I'm I'm so excited about it. Um, I'm actually going to be in Florida at MegaCon that weekend. Oh, cool. And I normally stand in line with the liningup.net uh, uh, charity group. And nice. we go to uh, Man's Chinese and we see it opening night on Thursday. But I'll be in Florida. So I'm, I'm slightly bummed that I won't be with my dear friends in oh. line. But uh, I, I will, I'm sure, see it 10 million times. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get around to it. Did you like the TV spot? Oh, yeah. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. I, I, of course, I love the music, the editing. Um, I love that he says he has a good feeling about this. It's like, oh, he has so far to travel to. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm, I wonder that we'll get to see what that's about, where he began. And uh, also very excited for Chewie, Mala, possibly. Yep. Um, and uh, Lumpy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I love the the Western feel of it. Um, the hope of some sort of Mandalorian influence. I, I'm mm-hmm. a huge Mando freak. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I could not be more excited if I I mean just dying to do see you, it. Do you because of now your vast experience with kind of with dealing with with Dave Filoni so much and learning mm-hmm. so much more about the world than you you knew even before because you were always, you always been a big Star Wars fan but how much I can't even imagine the the crash course you went through yeah. working on that show and how much yeah. you learned Do, when you watch Star Wars now like in films whether it's the old trilogy or the new movies are you looking for things that you saw in the in the series or or lore that you learned well sometimes i mean we're uh the moment where i punched Lando in Rebels and mm. he sort of um, he messed up and, and he said I owe you one. Uh, Freddie and I looked at each other and we said you know what this could be. Cloud City. Right. Mm. Maybe that's why he helped in Cloud City because he owed heroin. He owed the Rebel Alliance a little something something. So uh, we were forever you know threading things from Rebels into the films and then of course in Rogue One Hera was in that and Battle of Scarif. Uh, but uh, yeah I'm I'm constantly looking for different clues to put it all together. And luckily, in the literature, there are all sorts of great clues, as, as we've uh, talked about yep. in the past. New Dawn was great. But, um, yeah, we we do that all the time. Yeah, did, we you did, know, anyway. did you know that um, the ghost was going to be in Rogue One, or did, you, or did you find out when you saw the movie? I had no idea. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know she was going to be paged. Uh, David Collins, oh, yeah. yeah, he told me, he was like, oh, by the way, uh, I say Hera's name. And I was like, yeah, by the way, like I won the lottery. Never mind. <laughs> I thought he was joking. Right. I didn't know he was serious. And so when it actually occurred, uh, that took me out of the film for a moment. Talk about distracting. Kind of like look around. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I think I punched the person next to me. I didn't mean to. When I eat, when I eat good food, I want to like punch someone. I, it's not, I'm not a violent person, but it's, it's just like, like ah. yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm Italian. It's what we do. We right. are passionate people. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I had no clue. And then again, I, it's like every well uh, in um, 
let's see, when Han Solo died, that I completely disassociated. I had to see that film three times before I could accept that. Right. But uh, So there's always like some moment in the film where I'm completely taken out of it and I have to give it its proper due by seeing yeah, it a yeah. hundred more times. So Did you geek out when you saw the ghost? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, man, I wish we could, they could, we could have had a camera on you. During yeah. That. yeah. That would have been amazing. Well, they did have a camera on me, actually, uh, for the season four finale. I did not know this oh. uh, at the screening. Okay. <laughs> and, um, spoiler alert. Yeah, we're I don't know. Yeah, If you haven't seen season yeah, four, turn you should it off turn it off right now. Because we're going yeah. to talk a lot about that with Vanessa in general. Yeah, so, yeah, so bye. Nice to see you. Come back after you watch all four seasons. We'll go over things. But, yeah, the moment when we find out that she had a child right. uh, the look on my face I think they expected like oh, you know or something and this is me because right. I had no idea the only person in the cast who knew uh, was Tia and she because she obviously narrated that right. and I don't know how she managed to have a nice cast dinner after doing that monologue knowing that you know Hera was with child and what have you she kept the secret, uh, God bless. And um, But anyway, they put that moment, I believe, in the Blu-ray. They sent it to me like, do you mind if we use this? And I was like, well, it is what it is. Oh, I was yeah. legitimately just shocked. Like, right. A, how could no one mention this to me? B, the pyrotechnics of it. How did they even do that? Right. C, where are the leku? I mean, on a biochemical level, like what – Sort of, I mean, I just was like, right, 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 and and it's all on my face. So, did um, you pick up because, and then after you watch it again, because I guess Dave Filoni had uh, pointed out there's a scene previously where she kind of touches her stomach. Ah, yeah. I didn't pick it up when I saw it there either. I did not, and um, yeah, there are a number of things. And he said that there was one uh, conversation that they had where. he said, hey, you know, I don't want you to think about what happened, and she dismisses it. Prior to that, it was uh, dusk, and then we went to commercial break, and then that conversation happened, and it was at dawn, uh, and he said it was... That's serious. It's like, it's like this, is, this is a hot topic, people. Is, the yeah, building is on fire right too now. Many spoilers, too, too many spoilers. Too many spoilers. They're coming at you to go, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, yeah. um, so... Uh, yeah, that was totally distracting. Yeah, but uh, well, they said so when you so that moment then because that's the question is like when could that possibly have happened? And right, that's, that's, and he that's he moment. said that it was uh, between in the commercial break that okay. that occurred. And so. that I mean, hmm. well, when you look at it, it, it that makes sense because it, well, we're going to talk more about that yeah. once we get to anyway. the to your portion of uh, when we start to talk more about rebels and everything too. But yeah, that's that's very interesting, uh, Riley. What's next? All right, next, uh, speaking of the Mandalorian armor, we yeah. had uh, Empire Magazine start dropping some images from Solo. Do it. Given a big reveal of Paul Bettany's character, um, and uh, that's where we get that Mandalorian shot that everybody thought was Boba Fett hanging out on a behind-the-scenes visit with Ron Howard, but mm-hmm. Empire recently shared the couple of articles previewing it, and Paul Bettany's Dryden Voss is mm-hmm. his name, mm-hmm. and... He's the gangster that's going to hire this band of smugglers and whatnot, send them on some sort of mission. So what do you think of the image of uh, Paul Bettany? Is it Voss as in Quinlan Voss? They say it's not the same car- uh, like lineage, okay. but mm-hmm. that you know, there's a lot of you know, it's like Smiths. Riley's, right. Smiths. Right. You know, Maybe sure. there's a lot of Vosses in yeah. the Star I'm Wars digging universe. digging that bracelet. That he's got. On. I know. Uh, I it's like serious. That. I'm yeah. digging the Mandalorian yeah. armor in the background and uh, wondering, yes. you know, is he a collector of yeah. sorts? Yeah, I mean, know? well, is it, it? But very similar to what we're talking. But Boba we know is a bounty hunter. Is mm-hmm. this like a hired gun to make sure he's part of? You know, he's like he's a soldier. Look at what they did in Rebels, to where sure. there were there were Mandalorians working for the Empire. So mm-hmm. is this something that 
Mandalorians for Hire and yeah. very possible. I want to see how he pans out and what kind of villain. Because I think now what Star Wars, these standalone stories are going to start to do, now whether it's the Star Wars stories or the new trilogies and new series of films and new TV series, very similar to what Marvel, mm-hmm. all eyes are going to be on these new villains. Because mm-hmm. we've got we've got our Vaders now. We have Kylo Ren. Um, you know, Snoke was, eh, but we've got now we. But now we have a new villain here in Paul mm-hmm. Bettany. What are we going to see? How is he going to hold up? Yeah. The same way with that in the, in the new films. Who are the new villains? It's always because Star Wars villains are as epic. important, you know, epic. And because Marvel, Marvel, I think can get away with it sometimes because the heroes are so grandiose that. Yeah, the villain wasn't great in that one, but who cares? The movie was so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Star Wars needs great villains, yeah. and I hope, I'm hoping, because Ben Mendelsohn, great villain. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Krennic was awesome. Yeah. So, uh, what do you, well, first of all, Vanessa, what are you thinking about the, the Mandel? You think he's going to be just kind of a hired gun, or is that just something, someone in the background is going to serve any purpose? Well, again, they go for the highest bidder, so they're yeah. somewhat impartial. It could go either which way. I'm excited to learn which one it is. I'm I'm assuming it might be somewhat dark. Yeah. You know, given uh what Beckett says about, you know, don't trust anybody. It seems like a very dark organization here for for not not necessarily for evil, but not uh, for kindness and you know, uh right. but uh I I mean I thought the same thing. I if that was Boba, I started crying, you know, but mm-hmm. um I think Boba Fett's going to show up. I just oh, think yeah. Really? I, yeah, I do. Yeah, I, 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 do I don't I don't think what well, my concern is I don't want to see him chasing Han or have any yeah. beef with Han. I don't mind I don't mind having a competition with Han. Like if mm-hmm. Han and his crew are going after a particular right. bounty or something sure. or some kind of not bounty, but you know, some kind of score and Boba is doing the mm-hmm. same thing. Maybe that's why because if you look in that shot, some people don't think it's slave one, others do. That the shot in oh. the it's a TV the, spot, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah this last oh, yeah. Uh, TV spot. Yeah. Um and maybe he's also part of this whole thing because originally what was supposed to happen, take this rumor with a grain of salt, but originally what was supposed to happen when Josh Trank was supposed to be directing the Boba Fett standalone movie, which was a thing. Um yeah. and then they canceled it. But when that was supposed to happen from the rumors were there was going to be a scene inside of the Han Solo movie that was also going to be shot for the Boba Fett movie, except you see almost like Tarantino-esque. You see the perspectives mm-hmm. of each. So in the Solo movie, you follow Han Solo out during that scene. But in the Boba Fett movie, same scene, oh, but this time awesome. you follow Boba oh, Fett. Oh, I want that. I know. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, my God. That's yeah, you did. Oh. Look at that. That's, that's good. How about that for did. Nice special effect. Thank you. See, you start, men- you start mentioning things that may or may not true, and, yeah. and, it, and it, it, it comes to get you. Well, I've, I spilled coffee on that very yeah. desk, so uh, we're, we're well, all we're all fine here now. <laughs> Thank you. How, How are, are you? you? <laughs> 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 Moving on as I try to summon a paper towel. Right. Uh, we'll get we'll get a paper towel, and I will just uh, talk very slow while we move to the next story. Yeah. Oh, it's a big one. What do you got? Mark Hamill reveals a possible episode nine spoiler. What's that? I mean, can you believe this? Okay, no. Mark Hamill was talking about not just his possibilities of returning to episode nine as a force ghost, um, but also Broom Boy and whether or not he liked that. There's, I mean, what is happening? This this is one of those days. Vanessa, that, you bring chaos to this show. They do not want us talking spoilers, potential or otherwise. I know. I know. This is just crazy. They're coming after us. So Mark Hamill was talking his thoughts on the Last Jedi. And he, he said that he relates to the fans because he's a fan himself right. and that he really liked the end little tag on The Last Jedi because of how it sets up, 
you know, that there are other Jedis out there. And by like, like you said, Vanessa, where you see something and then you have to see it again to take it all in. He missed the broom boy. He missed him using the force the first time. But then the second is, Oh my God. And how it made sense for the, for the bigger aspects of the universe. Um, you know, he, so what's the potential spoiler though? Yeah. That, that, you know, he, he was kind of not talking about whether or not he's going to appear in episode nine. He said, it's going to make sense, but Nothing so far. Right. So the headline was just kind of getting us to click. Yeah, I mean, I think that mm-hmm. it goes back to what we were just talking about. I think that the overall thing with Broom, Broom, Broom Kid, as we, we lovingly call him here, I don't think that he's going to be a character. I don't think that he's someone that we have to say, oh, it, it was more of a point. It was more of a point that there's all these people out there, that it's, it's not just not, there are other Force users out there. It's, it's What Luke did inside of that sacrifice was inspire hope, inspire mm-hmm. um uh, potential mm-hmm. and and that's what all these things were going to happen and, and Ray was going to find all these people so I don't think Broom Kid is going to be someone we have to like, say oh wait a minute mm. that's the origin yeah. of a new gen- it's, it, that wasn't the point of it no but I think it was interesting that hmm. Mark Hamill picked it up afterwards when, mm-hmm. when he was watching it um, I still happen to think that I, I don't necessarily think we needed that ending I think that we could have ended with them on the ship and, and just kind of zoomed out where I thought it was going to be I understand what they were doing there just oh, explained why. Yeah, I love um, But anyway, I, uh, as far as him coming back, you're going to – I think that you're going to cause a riot if he's not back. Well, listen, listen to this. I actually found the quote um, on what he says, and it's like – I'm going to paraphrase here, yeah, but he's yeah, basically yeah. saying, like, my story came to an end in The Last Jedi. So he says, I haven't really thought about Episode Nine because there's such a sense of closure for Luke's story. Hmm. What more can I do? And, you know, you have to start disconnecting from it emotionally – so, look, I think he's, again, playing it pretty well, going down the line, not confirming nor denying. Um, but mm. I would riot personally yeah. if there's no Force Ghost, Luke. Yeah. I mean, you, you have none of the big three in, in the movie anymore. And, but it just in canon. It makes yeah. such it perfect makes sense. sense. Right. And, you know, he, Luke himself loses Obi-Wan in New Hope, and then there, there's Obi-Wan – Helping him through in those perfect moments on Hoth, right. and all three Dagobah, of those guys kind of went out on their own terms because he, Obi-Wan yeah. especially yeah. gave such great information that yeah. moved the story forward. Like, go to Dagobah, Yoda, train me, right. and then I'm going to come back and return the Jedi and go. Uh, the other he referred to, your twin sister. Like, right. he's the Obi-Wan was there to really drop some haymakers. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if? <laughs> Luke's doing the same, yeah. and or yeah. maybe haunting Kylo Ren, like right. see you around, kid. Yeah. That's what I would love. Yeah. Um, I want to see also. I mean, any mention of like Obi Wan was so prominent in the original trilogy, showing up all the time. Where are you going on vacation? Where do you go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, and, and I know that again. Like I mention this every week now. It's like they they threw his voice in there in that flashback, and some people are like, oh, that was just because you know they, they it, he just kind of showed up on set and they just threw it in there, and it was just a point of uh, all these things. Kind of tell a story. Tell the story here. Mm. Let me find out at least why. Mention it. And, you know, if we have to have... How cool would it be in a, in a Lord of the Rings type ending, right? Mm-hmm. To where there's this huge battle between the First Order and this new set of Jedi and, and, yeah. and, the, um, and the, the Resistance. And there's this... And then well, now maybe they're even the New Republic. And this is kind of Lord of the Rings, Return of the King battle. Yeah. And very similar to, like, Lord of the Rings where you don't, have, you don't necessarily have to have the ghosts fighting. No. But if... If these powerful force users of the dark side were going against the powerful force users on the light side, but then Yoda, Luke, 
Anakin, Obi-Wan. Mm. Imagine the audience then. It's like the roof flies off the place and it never lands back on, on the yeah. ground. Yeah. yeah. Do you I, think that that could, that could work? Oh, that or? would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you feel about the, um, the, the overall this, you know, again, with, with, with Luke, him saying this, do you think that the fans could accept it if, the, if, he, doesn't, if he doesn't show up? Well, you guys can't, uh, clearly. Yeah. I am encouraged that even if he's not in the film, I know he's a for- force ghost somewhere. Yeah. So yeah. I'm comforted by that. The fact that just because he's not in the movie doesn't mean he's, you know, and, and to that extent, I, it's like, oh, Yoda comes back. Yoda never left. I mean, right. He's, he's everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Like, I'm, I'm comforted by that. So um, I, I would think strategically they might just plop in a little something for us. But if they don't, I, I could live with it. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, again, I, I would just be comforted knowing he's elsewhere. He, right. Just because he's not in the film doesn't mean he's, he's irrelevant. Yeah. He's, he's somewhere doing something, no doubt. See, that is, that yeah. is someone who has is, who is learned the ways of the Force. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm going to embrace the dark side and I'm going to riot and I'm going to take a flamethrower to this place. What do, yeah. what, is it, what do you got next? Uh, next is we're going to talk to Vanessa uh, okay, about cool. the interview and we have a lot of Facebook questions and yeah, everything yeah, let's, you oh, want to talk about. Let's do that because I wanted yeah. to, or there's a lot I wanted to bring up with Vanessa and as soon as you got here we started talking about the canon books and mm-hmm. we both have not had a chance to, to thoroughly read Last Shot. We both have the yeah, book. We're ready to kind of, yeah, we're ready to tear into that thing. But um, what I thought was really interesting is that one of the times that I had interviewed Vanessa, not on this show, but we talked about A New Dawn. With, um, and if you didn't know what that, what that story is about, it is essentially the first time that Hera and Kanan meet and right. how their story really begins mm-hmm. between the two of them. And you said something to me that I was so happy about when we were talking about it. You said, well, yeah, I learned so much from that book and I took so much with me into the character. Like, oh, yeah. You, like you had, when, did you get a chance to read it early before it came out? I did okay. um, because at uh, Comic-Con that year in San Diego, uh, I led a panel for Delray Books, um, a moderated uh, panel. And so they gave me a copy and I was honored to read it uh but i got such a, a sense of Hera's wisdom uh the power in silence and yielding and um she's just such a strategic ninja yeah. <laughs> and uh, and a great judge of character and like the phrase less is more is probably tattooed somewhere on her leku I and mean, <laughs> she really gets it yeah and um uh, to witness that in the novel, it really helped me flesh out why she could be so silent. I mean, she was getting all the messages from Fulcrum and uh, meeting out the information as necessary to the crew. Um, but I I really was delighted to get more information, especially on their backstory. Um, always curious. You know, everyone's always saying, oh, they're in a relationship. They're, you know, Kanan and Hera, they, they're romantic. And I never saw any evidence of that on the script, on the page. Uh, there were lovely moments between them shared uh, that I would see animated and then feel like an idiot for saying, no, there's nothing going on. Right. But uh, I would learn along with the fans, and luckily I was able to watch the show and enjoy it because there was so much time that took place uh, between recording it and actually watching it. And furthermore, the animation is so sublime that uh, it's beyond anything I could have ever imagined. Right. But... Um, yeah, so I sort of learned along with the fans in real time just how intimate they had become. So right. uh, it was helpful to help me uh, 
uh, get to know her backstory a bit better. Yeah, and that's what I, I mean. I, I that's what I've been kind of singing to the heavens here. That I just think for, for the fact that these books are canon and they and they do add to these stories, that it, it would behoove the actors and actresses who play these characters to do exactly yeah. what Vanessa just said. Because I was so shocked when I heard that interview with Donald Gleason, where he didn't even know. Uh, Hux's first name until a reporter told him, wow. and it's like like that to me. Here's Chuck Wendling's book. Read this. Like, I, learn more. I, I'm a nerd, and I love to research things. I mean, even being involved in the Marvel universe, I have tons of encyclopedias of every comic book ever created. And uh, I mean, I go in. Yeah, I I, I love to go in, uh, learn all I can, and then forget it all and be in the moment when we're recording or, or doing the work. But uh, I. I guess everyone's different how they prepare right. for stuff, but I just eat it up. I love it. I love that there's so much to chew through, mm. and I'm so behind right now. I have a million books to read. There's a lot of them. I mean, yeah. and they're and they're still. I mean, the, the the last shot one is the one I'm really <laughs> looking forward to. But you know, it's funny because when you, as you say, hearing your story about when you're watching Rogue One and you you, know, you, you punch your friend and and, and all these <laughs> things, but you get so emotional inside of the, the yeah. Han Solo thing too. What again? This is spoiler stuff. All this stuff that we're talking yeah. about is spoiler stuff. So if you have not watched Rebels, I suggest fast forwarding or just go yeah. and watch it and come back. Go get some popcorn. Yeah. Yep. All right. You've been warned. Mm-hmm. So speaking of the emotion, mm-hmm. the most emotional episode I think I've ever seen mm-hmm. was when Kanan sacrificed himself. And then I, I had a chance to watch it early, and the second it happened, uh, I went. I, I text Freddie, and I was like, you went out like a boss. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. And, but like, yeah. did you know, I mean, you know, obviously you read the script, and... Yes, but I believe that portion was not in the oh. script. And uh, the ending definitely wasn't the end of that episode. Yeah, so, no, it wasn't. Uh, when we came in that day, Dave sat us down, and he said, listen, this is what we're doing. Uh, you know, I want you to understand why we're doing it now, uh, not at the end of the season. Uh, he said, I think it's really important to demonstrate that families can get through anything together. Yeah. We want to show the impact of this, uh, his sacrifice, but also that, um, you know, there's a point to grieving and then there's a point to moving on and reclaiming hope in the face of that sorrow. And so we huddled prior to recording it. I know Tia, I think Tia took it the hardest of anybody. I, again, I bow down. Like, if you guys want that in the narrative, then I'm all for it. I just, I trust them. They've just been so successful and um, impactful with, like, for me, 100%. Um, But uh, I think it kind of freaked out Tia, and Taylor seemed a little bummed. (laughs) But I was cool with it. Right. um, Because the narrative was uh, pushed forward in a way that I think helps the crew get to the final destination um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was where powerful. we ultimately landed. Yeah, so it, it was great. Well, that, that you, you're absolutely right. That was the one that, when, when it happened, I wasn't like, why now? I said, well, that makes sense because now Ezra's got to really do things right. on his own. He's got to test himself. Yeah. Hera's just lost at that point for a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, and she's she, just done. Yeah. yeah like she's how, done. For how the do you first prepare time, for that? Yeah. She just had no words. She had no no clue as to how to proceed um i think she was just beyond devastated yeah yeah well in that scene with chopper when chopper uh, the relationship yeah. that they have was was great but yeah. i think that so but very similar to what you were just talking about with like new dawn mm-hmm. where you start to you, you digest it you realize okay well then i got i, I prep this way because she's been through all this stuff Mm-hmm. Because if you just learn about that moment through Dave telling you in the speech, then your whole approach to Hera's got to be shifted, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. On the fly, that that uh, scream 
Uh, yeah. yeah. It was it was an intense it was an intense session. Yeah. It really was. I mean, f- apparently Freddie wanted to die from day one. <laughs> We're like, like wow, thanks for wanting to hang out with us. Right. That's awesome. Thanks, buddy. Um, you know, like Sacrifice. way to way to like you know he's campaigning for his death. <laughs> Most of us are campaigning, like, please let us live. Yeah. You know, and, and Dave would toy with us, like, any of you misbehave, I'm just saying I could write you out of this, you know. You the Sopranos all of yeah, a sudden. Exactly, yeah, exactly, a little bit. But uh, Freddie was the opposite. He was begging, and I think he wanted Darth Vader to take oh, him he out. Won. Okay. I think at one point that was he was pushing for that. But, of course, you know, Dave has a master plan. Right. My God, Dave is just insanely talented. Yeah, yeah that's what I wanted to kind of get into also because, mm-hmm. again, it's, it's, it's not a secret on this show. I, I'm, I've been, again, screaming to the heavens that I think he needs to have a bigger creative role in general in, mm-hmm. uh, in, in the narrative of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, so t- talk to me a little bit about working with Dave Filoni from the first time you had met him. What was your initial? Uh, I mean, cause was it before? Did you met him before All Star Wars? Never. Stuff? Okay. Never. Okay. Um, huge Clone Wars fan. Um, you know, so I revered his work from back in the day, and um, he just fed my soul. And what he did for me uh, in terms of understanding Darth Vader with the Anakin arc in the Clone Wars, I, his relationship with Snips, uh, it just changed. It changed everything. Yeah. Um, so I already just adore him um but when i got the audition for hera it was a script called wolf and i had no idea what that was but it felt like star wars to me okay and uh so i basically as i do in most scenarios i apply star wars <laughs> ethics and ideas to things and then they suddenly make sense yeah. like if mm. something's not specific i'll make it specific to my worldview <laughs> in that respect and it panned out for me right so i got a call back and um i saw a picture of a twi'lek on the wall at, and this was at Disney, and I, I thought, wow, maybe maybe this is Star Wars. And I remember saying to my friend, do you think this is Star Wars? No, we're never going to live that long or be that lucky. Like, tch, never. Right. It's probably a wolf <laughs> saga, you know, who knows. <laughs> and again, of course, wolf, like, right. hi, Dave Filoni. Love, he loves love wolf. some wolves. Yeah. So, and I go into the callback, and Dave Filoni's sitting there, Greg Weissman's there, and, um, and I've worked with him before, Spectacular Spider-Man, and yeah. a couple other things, Young Justice. Um, and I had to 100 grand go back to my drama school training of completely doing my job in that moment mm. because I, I almost fell to the ground. Yeah. I mean, really, dude? No way. Uh, so I plugged into uh, the, the specific choices that I made in the audition and then um, it was down to three people oh, and wow. every single person had to agree and uh, I can't believe it. I, I got it. And then being in the sessions, what he loved to do, it almost was like playing hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I'm a hockey player, but a hockey fan. But we sort of huddled uh, prior to recording each time and uh, got a game plan together. We would break. And uh, we never took any breaks. We just went right through the episode oh. laughing. And um, it was actually quite serious. <laughs> um, at the beginning, uh, all of us were just shocked to even be in the same room with him but as we relaxed and sort of fell into our roles um and we were able to sort of tease each other and have and he more put fun. People, he put you guys a little bit more at ease oh once. definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. and ins- you know he would make fun of us and we right. would make fun of ourselves and it was just really jolly good times and then you know i would catch him after when uh, that netflix uh uh season six came out with yes. the yoda arc and yes. all that oh, and yeah. i was a freaking out after he spoke to me about Yoda and all that, I, I went in my car and I cried after. I just thought, That's, oh, 
you know, that's one of the top ten moments of my life right there. Well, um, that, that, that's something. Yeah, that, I just wept. Yeah, because uh, like, so, I could talk to him for years. That, about, well, that's what I mean, yeah. though. So, so because again, you are like uh, people. Don't, I mean, if you didn't get it from here, uh, Vanessa's like a mega Star Wars fan. So, like, I mean, <laughs> Matt, so when you're on when you're on set, like, how often are you asking him questions about these type of things, lore and, and things? Well, like, I mean, not not just like bothering him, obviously, but I mean, like, know, when you're getting to these conversations, I am very respectful of his time, and uh, I know Freddie texts him constantly. I, I would. What are you doing? Don't text Dave Filoni. Like, really, dude? What are you doing? But there. But that's that's how that's, they are. That's a relationship. I'm, yeah. I mean, and I do text him now, uh, once in a while. But I just I nothing scares Freddie though. Also, no, I don't think Freddie's intimidated. No, on uh, my new bracelet. What would Freddie <laughs> yeah, do? Because right. seriously, it's right. a great question to ask because he just does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he doesn't. He doesn't question. There's no trying. That nope. guy does. He just does. I love that. Um, but uh, but I am always sort of. Uh, more silent and observant and if he opens the portal to some sort of lucas download i jump right in and then i have a billion questions so i'm trying to think of some of the other things i might have asked him questions about the films as they came out but again i just i don't want to abuse my proximity to him and make him think that i'm gonna be some loose cannon fangirl weirdo right who's you know just like i don't think he would feel that though he loves talking star wars though no, I know, yeah. I know, but again, it's just like I did, you don't want to out outstay your welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just was sort of like, okay, bye bye now. And it's so funny yeah. listening to you and being able to again talk to the majority of the cast of Rebels. Like when mm-hmm. and you hear him say this, he cast so well because yeah. Yeah, I mean, right? you guys are your characters. Oh, for sure. I yeah. mean, you really are. It's like, yeah. and it, was the dynamic the same way throughout oh. the show? Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Well, Tia's a New York Giants fan, okay. like I am. So we were usually talking football. And, you know, uh, not that that's uh, whatever. That's just sort of our thing. And sure. I'm, I love Mando anything. So she's, anyone says, who's your favorite character? Sabine.com. Right. Love, love, love Sabine. Um, and uh, Freddie was constantly teaching um, Taylor, you know, like, I think you should make this acting choice. And some of us were like, whoa, dude. Give him a chance, you know. Like, <laughs> like if I tell you how to do your job, you know, most people I'd be like, "Yo, I, I'm good, thanks, right. man." But Taylor just ate it up and loved learning from him. So they really had sort of a Jedi Padawan yeah. relationship going. And Steve, hilarious, <laughs> constant jokes and sounds coming out of him that I don't even understand. Um, and I then thought, you know, on a so. dime, we would get right down to work yeah. and be deathly serious with the plot at hand, but. Yeah. I thought Zeb was going to eat it. I thought. Really? I, I thought he he, he yeah. was my too. he was my Vegas odds. Yeah. My favorite thing um, Dave gave us for the end of season four uh, shirts that say Carabast and it's Zeb's metal band. Oh, it's, oh that's, it's, that's yeah. That's funny. I'll actually if I come back or whatever, I'll, I'll wear the Carabast shirt on our next discussion of whatever yeah. it happens to be. But well, we knew you were safe because we right. found out that you're you you fought in, in Endor, which yes. is cool. Like when like yeah. that's another one. Do you, is that another geek out moment? Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. He really took care of, of you and Woo. your character, man. Like Hera what? really became yeah. like it's, it's like an epic character at yeah. this point. Yeah. I mean, her rise in the ranks, the way that she... I mean, if you look at it, she's ultimately... It's her and her family that are responsible for the entire rebellion. If you go yeah. back to, like... Yeah. You go back to Lords of the Sith. Sure. And did you get a chance to read that one? I have not. Read that one. I, I started it, and I got scared. Oh, you got scared? <laughs> yeah, I did. Really? Yeah, because... I just... I, the, the weird thing is, like, some of these... Like, the Asajj Ventress novel, I yeah. couldn't... I just... I couldn't finish it, because I, I don't... Spoiler alert, just don't... Yeah. Don't. 
don't, don't, don't. I right. love Asajj. I right. love Asajj. Nika Futterman is just the most brilliant human on earth. I loved what she did with the character. And um, anyway, yeah, yeah, just yeah. sometimes I get personally scared or, or like, no, I can't accept it. Much like, you know, when Han died. Right. I was like, yeah. Absolutely not, people. But again, I have to move through these things, I, so I, would, I will I would finish. Suggest, that one I suggest going back because yeah. of the relationship with Champs and Dollar. Yeah, Chim, that, I know. I t- and this is something that I had a chance More backstory, like you were way saying. Way more backstory. Learn. I mean, exactly. the thing is that and I, and I learned this lesson, um, because I, and I talked about this thing last week too, but when that book came out, mm-hmm. then, the, then there was a season or there was an episode where Champs shows up. Yes. And I said... That's not the same type of character. They're so different. Mm. And then I got, and I had said it on my review. I'm like, they, they seem like they didn't even pay attention to the novel. And then I, what I found out was that because of how much in advance you guys had shot, that novel hadn't come out yet. Right. It hadn't even been written yet. Right. Because the next time Champ showed up, he was very much like that character in exactly, the novel. Exactly, exactly. So, um, but yeah, just because of the backstory alone, I would suggest that one. I thought it was uh, Paul yeah, Kemp. Yeah, I, I started it when I, when I first got it, when it first came out. I got scared um, hmm. and, yeah. um, and I knew that I should read it. And I was dealing with um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy at the same mm-hmm. time. And that and, and running around and it just got too confusing. As I said, there's a stack of books by my bed that I'm dying to get through. And that's one of them. Right. So. All right. So, you know, you mentioned obviously the big reveal of, of then Hera having the child, Canaan's child. Mm-hmm. Do you, I mean, and if there, it, uh, and as far as the, there's so many questions now that come from that character. Do you think we'll see Jason Ever again? I really hope so. Um, I know Donald Faison was at the yeah. screening and shouted that we really need a live-action Sabine Ahsoka uh, mm. follow-up, Finding Ezra. Right. And I would assume that Hera would be somewhat nearby and maybe her son would pay, play a, a pivotal role. I have no idea. Um, but uh, I, I would love to see that yeah. in any medium, however Dave would want to do it. And Dave said, oh, yeah, I'll think about it. So I hope he's thinking about it. <laughs> well, my prediction, Seriously. I think my prediction of what I think is going to happen is I think that if it hasn't even, it's already been decided, I bet you, is that Dave's already working on another animated film, an animated series right now. I bet sure. you, I bet you and, whether, and it might be Sabine and, um, and Sabine and Ahsoka going out searching for Ezra, and that could be a series. But I am convinced, I'm convinced that he's going to be working on that series with, with Favreau. That live action series, really? Oh, him and Favreau. I mean, I mean, I, I yeah. don't know if he was there because I mean, you know, he's worked on Rebels, mm-hmm. Favreau. I know he's worked on Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, it's just that do you you don't think the live action element maybe he's. Very, I have no idea. Yeah. I I hope so. Yeah. Um, I mean, my experience of writing uh, TV shows, I had my life story optioned in like 2009, mm-hmm. and HBO we tried to develop something. Uh, that's another conversation, yeah. but maybe for our. Our hour long. Would hello, love that. Yeah, hello. yeah, yeah. Vanessa's going to come um, on one on one. By the way, so yeah. You look for that. But, um, but my experience is that you know, oftentimes if you don't have experience in that world, the theatrical on camera world, they're somewhat tentative to say, "Oh, well, I'm glad that you've had success in animation. That's that's terrific." But you know, we really need to trust someone who's done, who has a few more miles on the car in right. the world of of on camera. So I would hope that they wouldn't say that to Filoni. Given that he's a genius, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I mean, I think but I worry why. that they would say, "Up, oh, you can't come in this club yet." And, I agree with but you. But maybe John would would invite him in. Who Th- knows? That's my thought process. I love that guy. Yeah. If I could meet him and dine with him, yeah. uh, my life will be complete. 
period, end of discussion. So you had that a guy chance. is you so you cool. Okay, you didn't have a chance to meet him? No, okay. no, but Vizsla, I mean, like, he's yeah. he's a madu. Yeah, he's, I mean, so oh, that, but that's why, I that's exactly him. why I think, because I think you're right. Genius. My thing was that I always thought that they should give Dave Filoni a standalone film to direct. Yeah, um, I, but I, I think agree. It's because of exactly that, I think that there there's a lot of hesitation, unjust, uh, because that's the animation guy, and then right. like let you know he'll do more. He'll run our our animation stuff. But I think because of the relationship that he and Favreau do have, yeah, I think that you'll see consulting stuff from Absolutely. Dave, and then you'll see one episode. All right, fine, take your shot. Yeah, you'll maybe that's how he'll gonna, get. And yeah. He's going to knock it out of the park. Exactly, because so, he's a brilliant storyteller yeah. and has vision, and uh, he's come through every single time. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Do you think? Um, do you? I mean. Again, because you don't, I know she doesn't know any of this stuff because no, because I know that Dave tells no one anything. Do right. you do you think that uh, they will find Sabine and maybe even if they don't like you said before, like Luke, even if they never shoot any of this stuff, and we never see it. Do you think that Sabine and Ahsoka will eventually find Ezra? I hope so. Maybe it'll happen in a novel. Yeah, you know, I think I think the fans are are thirsting for that. I, I know Ezra was such a great character and impacted so many. I, every convention that I go to, I was just in Chicago um, at C2E2, and I meet these families who cosplay as the entire Rebels crew. Yeah, and, they were at the finale, too. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Taylor Gray did such great work as Ezra, and I think, I don't know, you know, much like you need a Force Ghost of Luke, right. I think a lot of fans would really love to put a button on uh, the Ezra story and sure. not just have him out with the Purgle or, you know, who knows where he went, uh, you know, Thrawn's... You know, nowhere, but uh, at any rate, I think uh, fans would be really satisfied by seeing something, uh, whether it's in an animated show, a live action, or a book. Yeah, I, I completely I agree with you. Now, speaking of books, um, and then I want to take a couple of questions from the from the council fan group here. Cool. Um, you know, Ahsoka had her own novel, and we had and and Ashley had a chance to narrate. Why, uh, Hera? And yeah. What do you think Hera could? I mean, because and with the relationship with Delray and everything too, you think, I mean, you think Hera's story is is enough to to have for a novel? Well, I think they probably view a new dawn as her story uh, already. Yeah. So I don't know unless they would uh, pursue this uh, Soka Sabine question that she might be nearby, and in that respect, you would learn more about Hera. I want to learn more about her raising because when we see Jason in that in yeah. that thing, it's, he's he's like what he's like four yeah. or three or four. Or I would have like. loved to have done the audio book. That would have been amazing. Yeah, I would well, have done you that. Still in got a heartbeat. shot. You still got well, a shot. I think it's new. already been done. Uh, no, of, I'm saying if Hera gets her own novel. Oh, if she yeah, does, yeah, yeah. this is true. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. indeed. Right. Um, all right. What's uh, well, let's let's take some questions. So we we posed a question to you guys in Collider Jedi Council, the fan group. We told you that Vanessa was going to be here, and you guys have some good ones. Mark, what do you got? Yeah, I got this first one because you kind of hinted at some of the stories that Hera was doing. Kevin John Paiva, what do you think Hera is doing after the Battle of Endor and Jakku? Would she be helping the New Republic? Would she help the new fight against the First Order? You know, and I know you you talked about Gosh. popping up somewhere later down the line, either in a book or with you know the these mysteries. A lot of these questions too. Would you appear in a comic or a book? Any of these things, like, mm-hmm. what are you doing after the Battle of Endor and Jakku that you would love? Oh, gosh. As I, the character, I would right. say. Well, I think she would go where anyone needs help most. So it might be a little from column A and a little from column B, mm-hmm. um, uh, wherever she can assist um, and, uh, you know, carry out their goals. So, yeah, that, that's a great idea. I would love to see that. Right. Yeah. 
All right, what's next? All right, uh, I wanted to find this one. Um, what is your favorite, personal favorite Star Wars Rebels episode or who, scene? Who asked that one? Uh, sorry, that would be Scott Frigato. Okay. Well, Scott, I really loved Wings of the Master, uh, where she got to fly the B-Wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. For a number of reasons, yeah. uh, fangirl reasons, but also uh, my dad is a pilot. Oh. And there's just something about... Um, the way he he needs to be in the sky to get perspective, and it's really his therapy. And um, I think Dave Filoni has an uncle who is a pilot, and I think they really captured why people fly and need to fly and um, just how spiritual the whole thing is. And it gave us a little sense of her childhood as well, sort of looking up and seeing right. uh, everything in flight. Um, that that episode satisfied me on, on every level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I really loved that one, at least for my character. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do uh let's do three more. Three more. All yeah. right. Jim Mason, he's asking, just touching on your son, in uh what path do you think you'd like to see your son follow? Become a Jedi or more of a fighter like you leading a, a sort of rebellion? Well, if he's force sensitive. Yeah, yeah, right. Let's let him do his thing. I, I hope so. Wouldn't that be awesome? What yeah, would I be want awesome. to see that. What would yes. be awesome <laughs> is if he shows up with Ray in episode nine. Oh, that, that, that would be, would be awesome. amazing. That Boom. would be awesome, right? Yes, if could, please. If you could find him, if, you, ah. if they bring him into the fray. Yes. Oh, God, I love that. All right, what's, let's do another one. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ask this too. Peter Anderson asked, did you get to work with Billy D? Did you record with him or did you get he, to meet him at all? Uh, no, he was doing Dancing of the Stars at the time. Oh, uh, Dancing with the Stars. Right. And um, so he came in in the morning. And, of course, I know Lando's character so well, so I could pretty much hear him saying the lines. Right. It was fine to work without him. Um, but a couple weeks after that, I was at a place, Fred Siegel, uh-huh. over on, like, Crescent Heights and Melrose. And, Melrose, yeah. and he was walking out. Oh, and cool. it was another experience. I, what am I going to say? Hey, I'm the nerd who punched you. You know, like, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Right. Um, so I just sort of bowed my head and kept it moving. But it was it was one of those opportunities where I could have said, hey, we just did an yeah. episode. Of Ro- I, I just I couldn't could. do it. Well, when I was at Celebration, uh, the first one, I was there with Peter Mayhew. For- Freddie texts him right now, by the way. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, all the time, right, I'm right. sure. Um, yeah, they're close like that. But uh, I could not look Peter in the eye because I, when I looked in his eyes, I saw Chewy and then I couldn't yeah. breathe. And so uh, he probably thought I was kind of rude. Like, who is this but redhead? But you were geeking out. Yeah. I, I, I was f- completely geeking right. out. And I, I tried to act casual, you know, fly casual. I, I just was <laughs> – it was really a struggle. Um, by the end of it, his wife was so kind and lovely. Um, it was his birthday. Mm. And they had a Millennium Falcon cake. Nice. And he had just had surgery to be able to walk again for the film. And he walked to blow out the candles. And Mickey Mouse is dancing around. No, man. I went in the bathroom and I sobbed like an idiot and his wife <laughs> came up to me. She's like, Oh darling. You know, she was so kind to me. I, I just, just, that was another moment That's sort cool. of like uh, Dave explaining season six to me after the cast had left, you know, celebrating Peter Mayhew's birthday and, and That's being fun. able to yeah. look into those eyes and still see, you know, Chewy all around him. Um, th- that, that was a, a pretty special intergalactic yeah. moment for me as yeah. a fan. That is yeah. awesome. And, and real quick, as Vanessa tells that story and she's mentioning birthdays, I would be um, upset with myself. I didn't mention to happy birthday to Kylo Ken himself. Ken yeah. Napsok, his birthday today. Ooh, uh, he has the day off, obviously, and he is enjoying his birthday. So wish Ken a happy birthday. 
All right. So, what's uh, last one? Last question comes from Eva Hans. What aspect Eva. of Eva. I know? What aspect of Hera did you add to the character as opposed to what was written on paper? Where did you get the inspiration for what you added to the character from your own personal self? Wow, I know. Good that's question. a heavy question um, to end on, of all things. Well, uh, there are things going on in our culture today that deeply upset me. Um, and I think you can fit those variables into what the Rebel Alliance is fighting for and against. Yeah. And um, whenever I sort of lost my way in the copy and what was written, I would literally just go back to how I feel about those things. Um, you know, uh, there's injustice uh, that goes on, and um, I know that plugging into those things brings a very primal power to the microphone that I think is palpable, intangible, but it's, it's interesting and specific. And um, those things really grounded me. I mean, luckily I care so much about the Star Wars narrative that, you know, we're sort of one in the same, but uh, I definitely am um, uh, encouraged to see people uh, protesting and uh, standing up for what's right and uh, I kind of feel like that's what the Rebel Alliance is doing and mm. I'm grateful to sort of embody that energy and put it out there that it's important to tell the truth and um, to be heard and to do the right thing and, and uh, the kind of hope that I think the show gave a lot of people that together we can, if you will, um, I, I would plug into those things and that would definitely ground me. Um, so maybe, maybe that's the answer to that question. Yeah, and I go back to exactly yeah. what I said before. You hear that answer, and you know exactly why you were cast as Hera. Yes, I mean, like, uh. I mean, I mean, you could. And it's funny because I hear it because I've again talked to you many times. Yeah. And, but I, and as you're saying that, I'm like, I'm hearing you and Hera talk at the same I know. time. I was like, too, it's, and it's like all melding into one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but anyway, great. so thank you guys for submitting those questions. Because of that, we're not going to get to the Twitter questions today. But I do want to talk about our other segment on the show. Cody, hit the image. It's simply known as What's the Deal with Canon? No, uh, tip your that. waitress. Oh, yeah. Uh, Look at it. It's Greedo doing Seinfeld. He Woo! did. He, he, he killed it. I like killed it. it. Yeah. I like it. So we got a couple things in the world of Canon. We're going to close out with Canon. And there's only a, a few of them. What do you got? Yeah, just uh, yeah, three. But start with the Han and Lando novel, Last Shot, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. gets personal and political. So that's out. Or you out. got you I, got it I an do, early copy. I do have an early copy, um, and uh, we both same thing. The two of yeah. us want to like dive into it. Haven't done it yet. I started reading the first like couple chapters. Yeah. I dig it so far, but yeah. uh, not enough to give a review. Yeah. Um, Ken also has the book. Just talk to him. Do you want a hard copy of the book? Yes. Okay, I have one for you. Yay! So uh, the the lovely people over at Del Rey sent a, another two copies over, and Ken already had one, so you get Ken's copy. Awesome. Oh, wow. um, good, and I was going to uh, give you one, present. but you already have one. Yeah. So thank um, you. No, no problem. So the, I can't wait to read it. I'm very excited to read it because it kind of chronicles a bunch of different times within mm-hmm. Han's life. And I want to learn a little bit more about his crew because our friends over at StarWarsNewsNet.com, they did a few articles on it over there, too. And the stuff that I read without getting into any spoilers about the actual book makes me like understand why I'm so excited about it. Is Han your favorite character in Star Wars? Oh, gosh. It's hard to choose. Um, I I am a fan of Han, but of course, Leia is really just my idol. So 
I don't know. So Leia first, but Han, Han's I up mean, there. And so you, Ahsoka is. Yeah. And the Asajj Ven. I mean, dude, I, I'm right. not the best person to ask. I'm, I'm a Libra, so I'm me constantly. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Such a you huge understand. fan, yeah. and it makes me smile. Uh, Every yeah, time yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see you go down that fandom rabbit oh, hole. Well, yeah. I totally, when I met Ashley, I. I totally cried. Oh, really? I completely cried. I could not help it. She was I so good. Help it. Well, oh, when she left so the Jedi Order and that final moment, I, it'll make me cry again. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just couldn't breathe. It yeah. was an amazing moment. And by the way, and, I, and as you were talking before about the, the Freddie moment when Kanan um, sacrifices himself, mm. big shout out to Kevin Kiner, man. Yes, right. the music, right? Yeah, that music was, yeah. I mean, you talk about another guy, very similar to what you were saying before with yes. how they look at uh, Filoni and they go, well, it's the animation guy. I don't want them to do that with Kevin Kiner. He no. should score a Star Wars film. Absolutely. Give that guy a Star Wars film. Holy crap, yeah. his music is so good. Some of the battle scenes with the wolves, yep. spoiler alert, if yeah. you haven't seen season four. Yeah. The, the, we're way past oh, that. Oh, man, the percussive, it was insane what he did. He was so good. It was uh, lovely, yeah. So good. Um, all right, that's as far as, again, last shot, we're going to, we're going to dive into it. We'll probably do a review of it. And which reminds me, if you haven't done this already, subscribe to the Jedi Council feed on either Apple Podcasts or make sure that you download the Podcast One app if you are a uh, Android user and you want to get us on the audio. Because the reason I also say to, to subscribe to the Jedi Council feed, there will be certain things that we do that won't be on the video side. So if we do book reviews, you might only be able to get that in the audio form. So I suggest going there, give us a, a rate and comment and all that jazz. Uh, let's, let's finish up canon here. Finishing up, we have Poe Dameron comic number 26 and Star Wars Adventures number 9. You read yeah. them both? I read them both. Adventures number 9 is it's very much geared towards kids, and but it, what you get inside of it, you learn a little bit more about the end right at the end of episode three, we get um, the mind wipe of, of C3PO, and he talks a little bit more about that. You start to see a little bit more of the dynamic between that's Poe, yeah, but that's all right. That's yeah, fine. yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, uh, Star Wars Adventures, and, and you have um, you have C3PO who then you see that relationship start to bud with with R2D2, mm-hmm. and a little even more so. And, and Antilles is talking to him, and they have a few cool conversations, but. Now, uh, the Poe one was the one that I really enjoyed this time around because I've been not necessarily hit and miss, but when I read those mm. issues, like, yeah. some of it's good and some of it, it just kind of, all right, we're just kind of filling pages here. This actually is the first thing I've read so far. I don't know if it's the only thing out there. It mm. takes place right after Last Jedi. Like oh, okay. he's on he's oh, on wow. the ship he's on the ship with um with Ray and mm-hmm. Finn and he's telling stories oh, and he tells a story about what happened. They ask, well, how did you escape during that the battle the Jakku when because yeah. oh just, when he just disappeared yeah oh, and nice. the, and I was like oh man are they gonna retcon the novel because in the novel they show he's he gets out he's walking through he gets picked up by like the scavenger and it's in the comic it's the same exact thing oh cool um, which is great and I was so happy they did that because Pablo Hidalgo has mentioned yeah. many times that inside of the novel as long as it's not in the film and it's not different in the film then it's probably can and it's a little tricky right. for the novelizations but that was in the novelization wow. it plays out and it's like this run is him storytelling and you see with Laura Santeca and how then he found out that his droid was on um, was on Mos Kanata was in oh. the, the castle and it was cool to, huh. to kind of connect the dots. Sure. Yeah. And sure, I sure. think that this is this is a cool issue to read. So if you haven't read Poe, I would suggest doing that. The Adventures one you don't necessarily need to um, but I started catching up on Vader. The, and I love those comics. Have you read any of the comics yet? 
Uh, yeah, I have the ones that Greg Weissman okay. did. The Canaan ones. Yeah, the Canaan oh, ones God, are good. so good. Yeah. I know. Oh, so, and I so love that yummy. they're connected to that one episode, too. I know. Uh, it was so good. Um, yeah. I would suggest reading the second the run of the Vader ones because they did the one Vader kind of classic Vader throughout like episode four leading into five. Right. This one, this run they got going on right now is yeah. right after Sith. And uh, like he battles Jocasta New. What? Uh, there's like there's a ton of stuff happening. Oh, and like yum. there's an assassin coming after him. Oh my. Um and he they kinda does it link back to Inquisitors, does it link back to Palpatine? Mm. It's fascinating. I've been Whoa. really reading it's my it's my favorite comic that I've read so far out of awesome. all the Star Wars stuff. Oh, I can't wait. So, all right, cool. guys, that's it for today's show. I know we ended a little differently today, but I wanted to give our guest the proper respect that she deserves, and that's why today, thank you once again, Vanessa. So nice to have you thank on the you. show. I'm honored, and I'm really grateful that it all worked out. So yeah, me you. too. And you got to come back again, I and we'll, we'll do one on one for sure because cool. I want to learn a lot more about you than just in the Star Wars universe because <laughs> there's, so, there's so much more of a story to tell. <laughs> uh, Mark Yodi Riley. Thank you again for joining us. My pleasure. Always happy to be here. I'll get you that book right after we're done. Thank you. All right. Guys, thank you so much. Once again, make sure you go to uh, Apple's podcast. Subscribe to us over there. And June 2nd, you've got that match between Ken Knapsack, Alex uh, Damon, and Joseph Scrimshaw. One-on-one-on-one. The winner plays Darth Maul himself, Sam Witwer, for the championship. So go out and see that. Tickets are on sale now. Schmodownlive.com. They're going fast, so make sure you get them. Schmodownlive.com. Triple threat match. Winner plays Sam Witwer for the championship. Okay, guys, again, for our guests, Vanessa Marshall and Mark Riley, I'm Christian Harloff, and may the force be with you, always. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General state's pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. That little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify.